0: Good morning. Hello. Are you ready? I think so. We, uh, we know for certain that our patrons who are listening to this have been eagerly anticipating this series of sips, because mm-hmm. uh, last month we did active listening, and so many people provided feedback about, holy shit, I thought I was a good listener, and I'm learning I'm not. <laughs> and I love the amount of humility that people have when they listen to these shows and try and take in the tools. Mm -hmm. Because you have to be able to identify where your weaknesses are. A hundred percent. Yeah. So this week, uh, as the titles mention, we're talking about the speaker and and all of the healthy tools to be involved in a healthy conversation.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Yes. So we're starting with intent. Today's topic is your intent for the conversation. Again, you're the speaker. So what we need to be looking at or mindful of is the what and the why of your message. So what that really means is, first of all, what am I communicating? What is the information that needs to be relayed to this person or a desire to relay? There doesn't necessarily need have to be a need. And the why, meaning what is it I want them to do with the information? If I'm not clear about that then one of two things happens. Either we've got someone in the conversation who's going to do the clarifying of the role, or we're both shit in the bed. Right? You were so eloquent. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> and you dove. <laughs> For good effect, though, right? Yeah. 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 If you're not clear on why you are communicating information to someone, what you expect them to do with this information, and they don't have the wherewithal to clarify that for themselves, all hell can break loose. Yeah. And, and, you know, I I, re- I love the line, a Hail Mary. I know it's a, a sports term. But, like, you're, you're throwing up a Hail Mary in the conversation, hoping it goes well. But in reality, we actually don't even know the definition of well. Because if I don't know, I'm looking for advice. If I don't know, I just want them to listen. Then I'm hoping they do what I need. Not sure what that need is yet, though. Oh, I remember
1: at times, Kelly when I would come up to you and to, to say something to you and you would ask me that question. And then I would go, yeah, that's a th- good question. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd walk away and go,
0: why did I ask her that? Yeah, why did I bring that up? Oh, can I can I pause for a second then? Oh yeah. Cuz y- this is really fun. Anyone who's been through life coaching with me is going to hear what you just said and go, "That's good. That was what Kelly called a pause." Karen literally took a pause as soon as she got challenged to make sure she didn't go into people-pleasing.
1: You okay. You did it again. I know
0: so I was going Okay, so I'm
1: going to continue okay. then. This this exchange of fun conversation. I was raised to be a people-pleaser. And when you are raised to be one, it's very difficult to know your how, your why, your what. It's so, so hard because you're encouraged to stay in your confusion because the other person can gain a power over you in that. And it, it's confusing for you, and you create the confusion for the person listening to you.
0: May I continue with that? Mm-hmm. So, you know, all of the things that you're talking about are really important points. And then what happens is for someone like myself or just the other person in the conversation, if they are stepping in to challenge you and say, what, I'm just going to stop you for a minute. What am I supposed to be doing with this information? Why are you communicating it to me? A people pleaser is trained to go into their shame. And so the shame can make them go, oh, never mind. It's not important. Because they want to get rid of the feeling, get rid of that moment Mm -hmm. where they're being called out for not knowing where Mm -hmm. this is going. Mm -hmm. Because again, shame just overwhelms you. But instead you went, that's a good question. I'll be back with the answer. Insert, pause, remove myself from the situation so I have the time to think. I have the time to self-assess. And I remember when I first started doing that self-assessment, I sat
1: in the shame. Mm -hmm. I felt it and I remember crying. I remember wanting to cry. Then I remember getting angry that I was raised to feel those emotions instead of healthier. And then I decided I'm not going to go into the shame. I'm not going to go into the anger about it. I'm not going to step out of it because I feel safe and I will continue to think. And then I will walk right back in there and tell her what I'm thinking. And she will make me feel safe because your response is not abusive. And so it's inquisitive. It's the mutuality that we're looking for in healthy relationships. You're looking to collaborate with me, not to have a power over me.
0: Yeah. And I'll put it in plain and simple terms like we did last month. I'm seeking to understand. That's what you mean when you're saying collaborate. Yes. It's not that I want you to stop talking. It's not that I want, you know, this conversation to be over. I want to understand what's happening and what's expected. And as soon as you display that you're seeking to understand me, I feel safe. I feel
1: loved. I feel that you're trying to connect to me. Therefore, I feel safe enough to
0: connect to myself and then bring that to you. That's good. So now let's go right back into when you're the speaker It is important for you to know why you're communicating the information as well as what you're trying to communicate. And if we're going to kind of blend into active listening and into speaker, a speaker can use terms like, listen to this. If I start my conversation by saying, listen to this, I've already instructed you to understand what I want you to do with the information. I want you to listen. Mm -hmm. If I come up to you and I say, I'm so lost. I need advice. I'm so confused. Can you help me, you know, help me think this through? I feel so stuck. Can you help me understand my options? Mm-hmm. I'm actually coming up with the what, the what right away, mm-hmm. uh, pardon me, the why right away. And then I can communicate the information itself, the what, so that we can actually achieve the why together. Mm-hmm. Or the person can decide that they can't. Yeah, and, and this is something, again, if you go back to May Sips of Sanity Active Listening and you're listening to the part where we said clarify the role as the listener to what, like what's expected of you, we're saying as as a speaker, it's your job, first and foremost, to know the what and the why. If you can't, hopefully the other person has active listening skills to clarify the role. One or both of you can do it. Someone has to do it. And people pleasers will start speaking, waiting for the listener to tell them why they're speaking. Yes, people pleasers, if you're in the listener role, will also already have assumed my job is to fix, do, search for the action.
1: Or even tell me what I think. Mm -hmm. I'm here and I'm going to talk to you, but you need to tell me what I think, because I've been trained not to think for myself. Good point. I'm going to say fucking good point. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) And back at you. So clarifying the role is super important. We've hammered home the what and the why. We trust that if people have questions, they'll email us. Um, I also want to just kind of slip into this show here, the importance of being concise. Mm -hmm. When you know what you're trying to communicate... Hopefully you have got clear before you've gone into the conversation about what details are important, about how much backstory truly is needed context-wise, or if at this point you are offering them so many different um, channels of information, types of information, that it clouds the what. And the people pleaser will do that.
1: When they're speaking, they will try to give somebody so many options, because they're afraid they won't be right, or they'll be criticized if they don't say the right one.
0: Now, can you clarify for us what you mean by options? Oh, they
1: they may say multiple things. They may get they may give so many choices. Do you want to go out for dinner on Friday night, or or uh, you know I'm I'm free on Friday night, but it could also be Saturday, or it could also be. Well, I don't know if it could be dinner. Well, maybe we could just do a show. Well, maybe we could
0: just do a walk. Well, what do you think about... And it's it's scattered. This is really cool. You're, you're giving um, them sort of an example of questions of what do we want to engage in together. My brain was actually going to a place of if I wanted to communicate to you, hey, listen to this, something about my day... And I start giving you context from four weeks ago and two weeks ago and my expectations of the future. And and it's not about I'm inviting you to something. I'm just giving you information overload. Mm. This is also not concise, right? If you're clear on the what and the why, we can pare down. And again, this is not to say stop talking. This is not to say what you're communicating likely isn't important. We're saying the exact opposite and that you can, you can get to the point in a really healthy way, still have the punchline of a joke, still have the emphasis on a good story, but mm-hmm. not lose sight of the point. Do you want to add anything?
1: I, 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 um,
0: I love it. Mm-hmm.
1: it there, that's been this becoming a better communicator, especially as the speaker. Oh, well, I'll say both in, in both places because I've been a ten out of ten people pleaser and I am no longer. So I when when we're doing this conversation to create these shows for people, I understand where it's gonna come from. That when they hear this, if they're the people pleaser, how they're gonna hear our show. And I also understand how healthy people are going to hear our show. So I'm in as you're talking and giving the points and as we go back and forth. I don't want to bombard the people pleasers, but I really do want to reach out to them so that they don't leave Hmm. because the healthy people will sit here and pick up a couple of extra tools and go, that was great. It was okay, but it was, you know, I got a couple of things that's good. But I know that the, that the people pleasers who truly struggle with being the speakers and they struggle with being a listener too, Mm -hmm. but I, I want them to hang in here. I want them to stay present. Because I know, as you said, it could trigger their shame. Mm -hmm. But I want them to understand that if they find one good, healthy listener, one good communicator, and I speak from experience because I found one excellent communicator, which was you, is you, and how much that attributed to the healing of the people placer. You only need one person who actively listens to you or who can speak clearly, or you can you can even focus on only one or two of the tools that we're giving you in five days, and it will still make a hell of a difference in your life. Mm-hmm. So, just as as you're doing this, and um, I don't, I just don't want them to run away. I want them to sit still, mm-hmm. because just as I say, being a ten out of ten, I, I get how bad it is for them to sit here and listen to this and have anxiety. Because there will be so much to change, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to change everything. You can change one thing. When Kelly says one question, the how or the, the, the what, or the, pardon me, the what and the why, you could pick just one and work on it. And then ask yourself, you could stick that post-it note on your, on your computer before you get up from your desk to go go ask a coworker question you could put those post-it notes someplace before you go ask your boss. And I remember jumping up and wanting to ask when I was employed with other like in agencies. I wanted to go and ask and make sure so that I was doing everything perfect. Mm-hmm. Because the people please are so afraid of criticism that you got to get it all done perfectly. So I know that if you just take those post-it notes and stick them there, that if you take that pause and you learn that skill that you've just given them, Kelly what a change it will make, and there's levels of stress and depression. Mm -hmm. How it will increase their self-esteem, and what we're doing here is we're giving them a process. Beautiful.
0: Okay, that's today's show. For the complete Sips of Sanity series, join us on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Thanks for listening.